Hello, welcome to Baishan Cloud's mini interview series. Today, we'll discuss the streaming video techniques. For this topic, we invite a streaming media expert, Jen Ozer, to join us. Welcome, Jen. How's it going? Good, Evelyn. How about you? I'm doing well, too. Thank you. Um, thanks for being here today, too. To start our conversation, can you give a brief introduction about yourself? Sure. Um, I got into encoding video back in 1991, which makes me a real gray hair in the space. Um, I transitioned from CD-ROM based video to DVD video and then into the internet video with uh, the advent of real networks in real video over uh, 28 modems, which I'm sure 98% of the audience doesn't know what they are. Um, and I've been, you know, been working with compressed video all that all that time and part of that led to writing so I'm a contributing editor to streaming media magazine have written for them since 2008-2009 do most of their codec reviews most of their encoder reviews I do a lot of consulting in this space on both the vendor side and the, the user side I have courses uh, you can find at streaminglearningcenter.com that teach people how to produce streaming video and uh, I, I publish books on streaming video as well Thanks for the introduction. That, that is interesting to know. We've been actively engaged in streaming media events, and we've read your articles, which were amazing. So thank you again for being here. Um, so we got the first question for you. What are the challenges that you see in live streams and online video platforms? Do you think there are any barriers with optimizing encoding with H.264 and H.265? Yeah, I think on the optimization side, we're seeing a lot of very affordable and very efficient hardware devices released by companies like Xilinx or, or NetInt that really make it affordable and easy to start using HEVC. You can transcode H.264 pretty easily on a standard AWS instance, but if you really want to use HEVC to its fullest capability, you're going to need a hardware transcoder. And we're starting to see a lot of very capable devices out there. On the challenging side, um, per title encoding, I think, is one of the best technologies you can, you can use for streaming. And it's very well developed on the VOD side. Uh, companies like YouTube and Amazon and, and, uh, and especially Netflix who invented it back in 2015. We don't see that lame, uh, same level of expertise on the live side. So what that means is that if you really want to make your delivery sufficient, you should consider creating a, a different encoding ladder for different types of content. So companies that I've worked for in the live space are using a different encoding ladder for, say, a soccer match than they would for a talk show. And that allows them to minimize costs on one side and minimize the or maximize the, the experience on the other side. And then the other thing is to is to use multiple CDNs. Even if you're distributing in one geographical location, um, CDNs give you a nice measure of redundancy, certainly. And even within a region, uh, some CDNs are, are going to do a better job with, with some com uh, customers than others. Absolutely. CDNs are key to providing stable delivery, especially when delivering content in different geographic regions. For example, Baishan Cloud has over 600 points of presence globally, which can help deliver content seamlessly across different regions with low latency. Um, so another question, do you see any other tools like QoE and QoS monitoring services that can help improve the streaming quality? Yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, very well-developed tools from, from different companies. I think it's important to uh, differentiate QoS and QoE. A lot of people use them in the same sentence, but they, they refer to very different things. You know, QoE is quality of experience, and that measures what's happening at the actual user level, you know, what they're seeing, um, how quickly the video plays, which which um, rung in the encoding ladder plays, whether there's any buffering, how quickly it starts. And companies like uh, Nice People at Work, uh, Conviva, and Mux do a great job there. 
quality of service measures the performance of the network, your ability to deliver bits from your origin server to your player. And I guess the big company there is, uh, is Telstream, who's bought up a couple of smaller companies and now is very, very big in that space. It's important to recognize that just because your quality of service is good doesn't mean your quality of experience is good. So if you have corrupt manifest files or just Poor, poorly encoded video, you can have great quality of service, but very poor quality of experience. So you really need to monitor both. And you need to monitor, monitor them both within systems that can change CDNs if that will help cure some kind of temporary, hopefully temporary problem in the live stream. As you know, you only get one chance to do a live stream right, so it's really critical to be able to do whatever it takes to, to, to cure any problems during the event because you can't go back and, and redo it. That is very true. It feels like even if the quality of service is excellent but the user experience poor, it's less likely that the users will want to continue watching or even using the platform anymore. So for the quality of experience, Bytron Cloud Streaming Service has adaptive bitrate that can detect an end user's bandwidth and intelligently adjust the video bitrate to accommodate their fluctuating network conditions to deliver a seamless video streaming experience. As for the quality of service, Bytron Cloud Streaming provides instant playback and multi-format transcoding to provide the lowest buffer rate and support all kinds of users and devices. Aside from the technical features, Bytron also offers 24-7 bilingual on-site technical assistance for live events. So the last question for you, Jen, uh, could you share some best practices for vendors when delivering content live, especially cross-border? Sure. Um, you know, going back to, uh, to a comment I made a couple of minutes ago, you want to consider different encoding ladders for different types of content, but you also want to consider different encoding ladders and maybe even different codecs for different markets that you're serving. So if you're sending a stream to Scandinavia, um, you know, a lot of people there are watching on very high bitrate connections via very capable devices, perhaps in their living rooms. On the other hand, if you're distributing video in a, in a country that you still uses 3G on Android phones, you want to have a different encoding ladder and maybe even a, a different codec to serve those viewers. The other thing is the importance of, um, of using a different CDN for delivery in the different geographical regions. So I think, you know, even if you're distributing in one geographical region like the US, you still want multiple CDNs in case there's a failure or just poor quality at some geographical location. But that's even more important if you're distributing cross-border because a lot of CDNs just don't do a good job in different, in different regions. So you really want the best CDN in each region that you're delivering your video to. Totally agree, especially the deploying CDN's part. An ideal way to ensure stable content delivery across borders is to partner with a local CDN provider. For example, if you're targeting China or Southeast Asia, partnering with Firechain Cloud will help you save time delivering with dealing with regulation and other complicated streaming ecosystems. By using the Firechain Cloud CDNs, you're able to deliver video content seamlessly. So this is great. Thank you, Jim, for sharing your insights with us today. Um, for audiences interested in more content on web app performance optimization, streaming best practices, cross-border content delivery, edge security, and tech trends in Asia, please follow Bashan Cloud podcast channel, social media, or visit www.bashancloud.com for more information. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me.